What's up, guys? Kevin Wagstaff with another episode of Spector Spotlight. I have Nick Wright today um, from the Wright Choice Home Inspections out of Indiana and Kentucky. Services both. Um, I'm also pumped about the new beat I have in the intro today, so I hope you guys like that. Um, Nick's a Spector OG, been around since the beginning. Great guy. Um, grown his business significantly in the last five years. Um, so great, great story that we can all learn from. Um, some do's and don'ts. Um, and just good stuff about the industry and uh, some just lessons everyone can, we all need these reminders, right? Um, and so definitely reach out to me. Let me know if you guys have ideas for guests in or out our industry. Um, and thank you to everybody that listens to the podcast um, and shares it, comments on it, likes it. Um, that helps a ton. So um, if you know someone that can benefit from listening to this, please share it with the home inspection community. Um, and that kind of enables me and pushes me to keep doing this the more I hear that people are sharing it um, and get it out there. Thanks. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, man? We're rolling, so oh. we, can, we can just jump right in and catch up. I'm just, right. ha- I'm just happy to talk to you. It's been a while, so yeah, I hear you. Uh, now we've been super busy. Uh, we recently launched a um, radon testing and mitigation and air quality company. Uh, so, so I've been super busy with that. Um, but yeah, has been right. Has things just, have things just been a whirlwind since that first two weeks of COVID, like a lot of others have said, where it's like it was two weeks of kind of everyone freeze and then yeah, off, to, we, the, off uh, to the races? We hit, um, I don't know, I think we took a dip to probably about 65% of what we normally do. Um, and that, that was maybe a week and a half, two weeks, like you say. And then uh, it's just been rocking and rolling since then. Do you remember, it's funny, it's funny how far back that two week period feels. Um, but do you, do you remember what you were thinking at that time? But like, do you remember if like you were actually scared or you're like, eh, real estate will be fine. Um, I was honestly like, I mean, I don't know. I think we have a good presence in our area. And I was, I, I know even if like the economy takes a dip or something like that, I think we'll still be here in the long run. But I was a little concerned just for the fact I didn't know how long it was going to last. But, um, but yeah, knock on wood. It, I mean, it just lasted for oh, about a week and a half there. So, yeah, I've been so pleasantly surprised that our industry has been very resilient and at least the, you know, the legitimate companies, the experienced companies, the ones that are doing things well have, have just thrived this year. And of course, mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm happy for that because Inspectora does better, but also just on a human level um, with so many other industries, you know, maybe being affected by this that ours almost um, has done better <laughs> in a way. Right, right. No, I mean, like growing up, my my parents were both like super conservative and stuff. And my dad's always just told me, he's like, don't put all your eggs in one basket. And uh, he's like, the economy is going to change. And it's just like, I've I've never... I've chosen not to listen to him, I guess. So like, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a kind of the uh, outcast, I guess, doing my own thing. But uh, it's, just, it's just interesting to see different people's perspectives on stuff and everything. Yeah, yeah. Saving for a rainy day. It's like it helps a little. It was probably good initially. Um, but then the people that have stepped on the gas growth-wise, I think, have been rewarded for it this year. Right. Let's give a let's give all the listeners a little background on yourself. I want you to just let them know who you are, where you're from. I don't want to I don't want to do you any injustice trying to introduce you, but let them know, yeah, how long you've been in business, where you're located, and, and kind of okay. Going. Um, well, my name is Nick Wright. Um, we've been in business since uh, September of 2015. 
located in southern Indiana, right across the river from Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, we serve about a 40-mile radius from Louisville, Kentucky. Um, I come from a construction background, commercial construction. I uh, started doing construction stuff when I was about 19 years old out of high school. Uh, did a little bit of everything um, from carpentry to estimating to project management to uh, business development and sales and stuff. And I uh, got into this in 2015 and uh, we just hired our eighth inspector this week. So congrats. Pretty quick growth in five years, but uh, yeah, I think we're doing things right and uh, just want to continue riding the, the growth wave right now and see how long or how far it'll take us. Yeah, no, it's been fun. Um, you know, you're kind of a, I call you a Spectora OG because you've been around since, you know, the first year, but it's been amazing to see the growth, man. Like, um, you know, every time I look up or, you know, we'll catch wind or see your account, I'm like, man, they're adding another person. They must be cranking yeah. <laughs> and doing well. Um, there's so much I want to get into because I think you serve two states across state or two cities across state boundaries, which is very interesting. And I know certain inspectors have trouble with that. So I want to get into that in a little bit, but um, I don't know. I always like the origin story of kind of like hearing when like, you know, if it was just you and Jenny grinding it out in the beginning and how you kind of got your first couple inspections so like can you take us back to it's fun to reflect and reminisce on that right of like right <laughs> right no it, it's it is fun it's uh it, it's crazy looking back at it uh sometimes i look back and i'm like how in the hell did i ever do this by myself <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah i mean um working construction like i was just kind of uh i was doing some like uh business development and sales stuff a little bit of operations at the time and my wife, Jenny, uh, she was cutting hair at a, at a large salon in Louisville. And one of her long-term clients, um, her and her husband actually owned a national franchise of an inspection company. And they got to talking one day. And the, the lady we're talking about, she was like telling my wife, Jenny, uh, has Nick ever thought about being a home inspector? And uh, Jenny came home from work that day and just knew I'd not very happy with what I was doing and stuff. And she mm -hmm. uh, brought up, brought up the conversation. And I was just like, at that time, I think we had had two home inspections performed on the homes that we had purchased ourselves. And mm -hmm. uh, I was just like, never thought about it. And I literally got on Google and I, I typed in like, what is a home inspector? <laughs> and then I typed in like uh, trait traits of a home inspector. And I was like, I found this article or something and I was like, holy cow, like, uh, this describes like all of my work background and my personality and stuff to like a T. And I got online, found a school that started the following week and I quit my job two days after having that conversation. Holy with Jenny. crap. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I quit my job. Luckily I got like a little severance package and stuff somehow. And, uh, they, um, yeah, started school the following week and uh, growing up in this area and stuff, I had enough contacts, I guess, starting off uh, some pretty good agents in the area. And I just reached out to them immediately, told them what my plan was and stuff. And they're like, as soon as you're licensed, let me know. And uh, they're like, they knew my background. They know me and my family. And um, it's just, it's just all <laughs> been a whirlwind since then. But yeah. For the 
Yeah, for the first two, I mean, like, I remember week one in business. I mean, it, it's, a, it's, it's a rare thing to hear that, I guess, with inspectors. But, like, I remember I think I had two or three jobs my very first week, like, in business, which is crazy. But you planted but, the seeds with people. So, like, let that oh, we should, yeah. we should take a minute to examine that because you let people know ahead of time, which, man, I talk to a lot of new inspectors and there's that imposter syndrome. A lot of them are scared to mention it. And you have to just let people know confidently, right? I'm guessing that's what you did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I see. I mean, I see on all these inspector forums and stuff daily on Facebook and stuff like that. People are like, oh, I've been licensed for seven months. How do you get work? And I, I kind of did it the opposite way. I started trying to drum up work as I was getting <laughs> licensed and stuff. So it was like, as soon as I was like licensed with the state and stuff, I was hitting the ground running from day one. So did that confidence come from your background or just from your general, like, Hey, I know I'm going to be good at this. I can start telling people. I think, I mean, I think a little bit of both. Cause I mean, like my hands on construction stuff and everything, like even the guys we hired to this day, I just don't like our last position that we uh, posted for, I think we had like 30 guys apply for it and I'm like handpicking each guy. I want somebody that's got some construction trade or knowledge, uh, background stuff like that. It's just like, we don't hire any Joe blow off the street and say he can work for us. But, mm -hmm. um, I think with my background and stuff and my hands-on experience and knowledge, and then, uh, the contacts I did have, I mean, I think it just went a, a long way and, um, I mean, I don't know. It's it's a it's a tough thing just to pinpoint like this is the way to do True. it or something. But I mean, for me, it worked. It worked out well the way it happened. I want to highlight something real quick because you, I don't want to gloss over this. You decided in two days quit your job. So this that's pretty amazing because you're a man. <laughs> you're clearly a man of action, uh, and I know you and Jenny are very get to the point. You guys just make stuff happen. Did was that pre kids? Was it or like what? Was that nerve-wracking oh, yeah, yeah. nerve at all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very, very nerve-wracking, definitely pre-children. Pre so, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was a – I've never been a risk-taker, really. I've always been in the corporate corporate business world and stuff, and uh, I was born and raised that way, just like – I mean, but Jenny's family, uh, she comes from, like, a long line of entrepreneurs. Like, her grandfather owned his own business. Her dad owns his own business. All her, all her uncles and stuff on their own companies, and and she um, she basically knew my frustrations, and she's like, "Why let somebody else dictate um, how your life and your salary is going to be and stuff like that?" And she's like, "You can do this. Let's just let's take a gamble and roll the dice here for once and see what happens." So, and I love that it came from what she was doing. You know, she had a conversation at her job. It's just funny how things work out, right? Where you're just like, "Wow, yeah. you weren't doing that," and ran into that couple you may not be here owning your own business with eight people, you know, like it's uh yeah. I mean, if that, honestly, if that conversation never occurred, like I, I don't know if this would have ever even been a blip on the radar. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's outstanding. I didn't know that. So I that's why I love having these rehashing conversations because like, I think from the outside, everyone, you know, I think this happens in life in general. We all see a company like yours or someone, you know, a new inspector is just like, man, probably been doing it 20 years. He's got everything figured out. He had a plan. He just executed. Most people don't realize like we're all kind of winging it in a way. Fake <laughs> mm -hmm. it till you make it sometimes. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, tell me about that um, evolution then in that first year of like, okay, started doing a couple, started doing a couple more. I'm guessing people started telling other agents about you because you're personal. Yeah. 
good at what you yeah, do. Yeah, so, I mean, at the, the home inspection school I went through, they kind of had their own software and stuff. I mean, I'll put a plug in for you guys here. <laughs> the, the old software I used to use was terrible. I would, I would uh, have to go do a job and stuff, or maybe two jobs starting off a day, and then uh, get home, and I would have at least like a couple hours worth of work uh, right. after I got home per job, like uploading pictures and adding comments, adding markup, all this stuff. And it's like, I, I was literally uh, at the beginning. I mean, I, my day would start at seven. I'd leave the house and I would like, I'd be working till probably midnight, one o'clock every day uh, for the first probably two years in business. It was, it was ridiculous. That was the grind um, back then though. That's, I get the sense that's just where software is at. We just all kind oh, of accept yeah, it as an industry. That's where it was at the time. And I mean, I, I hadn't done too much research on softwares and stuff, but I mean, it was just kind of what I was sold on and this was supposed to be the best thing at the time. And, um, but I, I mean, one man show doing everything by myself. I was, um, I mean, like I told you, I look back and I'm just like, how, how did I get to where I'm at? But it's a, I would be driving around, have like a, a legal pad of paper sitting on the seat next to me in the front seat. I'd get a phone call while I'm driving, like put him on speaker. I'm writing down all this chicken scratch and stuff throughout the day. And um, I'd get home some days and I'm like, okay, like what did I tell this guy? What time, what, what appointment time slot did I give him? And uh, I mean, luckily I had, I, I ended up figuring it all out and stuff, but uh, finally came into some routines and stuff like that. But uh, I was a one-man show doing every single thing by myself for, I mean, I think it was two years until I brought on my first uh, inspector, and then I had some admin help uh, once I brought on my first guy. Let's talk um, about some of those routines, because I, I think that there's probably so many inspectors just saying amen to that right now, just you know, saying, I know that grind of doing everything, writing while driving down the road, while on the phone. Um, what helped you during that phase? If you can remember anything that kind of helped you just feel more put together or, or good routines or I don't know, anything that just helped you say like, okay, I'm going to survive this. Yeah. I kind of, um, I don't know. I never, my whole customer experience, I never wanted to take away from uh, like attention from my clients or anything. So mm. I would, I would be very mindful of like answering phone calls and stuff. Um, I'm, I'm huge on communication. So like at a bare minimum, like say you called in when I was a one man show, I would at least shoot you a text and say like, Hey, I will get back to you. I'm with the client currently. Uh, I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Um, but whatever. Anyway, I, I got into these routines where I think when I started, I didn't really have any set time slots for my inspections. And I, I quickly developed, uh, I guess three set time slots where uh, I wanted to hustle and grind. I ended up doing three a day by myself uh, every day of the week, pretty much. And uh, I, I was doing like 17 a week by myself before I brought on my first guy. But um, I set three exact time slots, which made it easy uh, because at the beginning, like people were just kind of telling me times that they wanted to do it and stuff like that. But uh, I just kind of developed a schedule set times that I would uh, call people back and stuff like that. And then um, in the evening is when I really grinded everything out, like requesting all the appointments online, reaching out to the agents. Uh, all agents really don't have any nine to five hours. So it kind of right. worked out uh, being able to speak to all of them in the, in the like after dinner hours and stuff is when they typically work anyway. 
doing appointments and stuff after people do their nine to five job and all that. So um, it just kind of all, all fell into place. And then I just stuck with what worked and just kept going with it. You know, what stuck out to me, I wrote this down actually, because you said, you know, you put the customer experience first and you're big on communication and that, that can't get enough weight. You know, we talk about it on the podcast all the time. I think there's still a lot of inspectors out there that their first answer to that would have been, you know, I just really tweaked my template. I just really X, Y, Z that has nothing to do with maybe how the customer feels when they call you and what they expect Mm -hmm. and communication. So yeah. It's, it's clear you're a great communicator. And I think that's, that's so key to just underscore. I just wanted to like call that out that, right. that was your first answer was the customer experience. Yeah, that, that's what, uh, it sounds corny, but we, we always tell people, I mean, we're called right choice home inspection to play on our last name, but we always tell people to experience the right choice. And, uh, Jenny always tells everybody we try to be like the, the Chick-fil-A of home inspectors. So, Ooh, I love yeah, that. Yeah, I love yeah, that. We, we want the clean professional. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. <clears throat> uh, like very good clear cut communication and stuff like that. But yeah, we, that's what, that's what we try to set ourselves apart as compared to our competitors. Cause I mean, like I said, the customer experience was big to me from day one. Um, looking back like on the two previous inspections that we had had like personally before getting into the business like i remember the guy that showed up uh very knowledgeable as a good home inspection like looking back on it but the guy had the personality of like i mean it was just it's like talking to a brick wall he was just the right. type of guy that wants to get there do the inspection not interact with the client not talk to him um even like at the summary at the end i mean it's just very cut and dry um I mean, like I said, overall is a good inspection, but like the experience I think has led to a lot of our, our success and stuff. Like any of our guys that come on, I don't care how smart or knowledgeable they are. If they don't have the personality to relay the information to the client in like a non-alarming way and interact with them during the inspection and build like a little friendship and stuff like that, like I'm not going to bring them on board at the end of the day if they can't give that experience that we're trying to sell to people. Got it. So that's part, that's a big part of your interview process. I bet is trying to figure yes. out if they have those competencies. Yep. Yep. Um, how do you interview for that? That's a hard, that's hard because you know, we, inter- you know, we interview people at Spectora and that sometimes I scratch my head where I'm like, what's the right questions to ask to figure out if this person has that it factor when communicating? Yeah. A, a lot <laughs> of it, a lot of it's the background. Like I told you, uh, I mean, if they don't even have that initial background on the resume and stuff, I'm not going to bother calling them really but um i i I consider myself a people person jenny's a people person our our screening i always do the initial phone call like reaching out and stuff Mm -hmm. and if i if i'm vibing with them on the phone and i could tell that they're not like bsing me and like trying to win me over (laughs) like i'm gonna give i'm gonna like say i'm gonna talk to my wife and we're gonna do a second phone call and stuff and then if things go well we bring them in uh sitting down in our house and uh, get them in front of both of us together. And if we both get the, get the good feels and vibes from them, uh, we give them a shot and all that. I like that. It's trusting your, your BS meter, your intuition, kind of your, you know. Yeah. It's a, it's a gut feeling a lot of times on stuff. Um, I mean, I, we, I hate to say it. I've been hard headed a couple times and I'm like, this guy is perfect and stuff. And Jenny's just like, 
I did not get the feels for this guy and stuff. And, <laughs> and, and, and long story short, it, it, they didn't work out. Like I brought him on board, let him start shadowing and stuff like that. Uh, they lasted maybe a week or two before I was like, okay, this is not a good fit for us. So, Hey, never met a business owner that doesn't have a few of those. Uh, you know, Mike and I laugh and talk about those same things where it's like, wow, how did we get that one wrong? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's cool. I really like digging into this. It's, it's, I think like the, the process of hiring is something our industry gets wrong a ton because of that balance of like, okay, do I skew towards more construction experience? Do I skew towards, you know, personal skills and what their background is and, and other industries? It's just a big unknown and there's not a lot of guidance really. Mm -hmm. I think like, you know, I, IEB starting to do a little stuff with this of like how to hire and kind of different ways of doing it. But yeah. Otherwise it's just trust in our gut and, um, you know, getting a good feel for people. Right. I mean, even selling people on the phone, I mean, everybody like in our area, all agents have to, uh, by law, I guess we refer three inspectors. So we're getting calls daily. What's your price? What do you offer and stuff? And that's where our, our office staff, like, I mean, again, like personality and stuff, like, we're not the cheapest guy in the area by any means. I mean, we're probably one of the higher ones, but we, we win people over. I mean, uh, even if we're a hundred bucks more than another guy, we're selling, selling them on the phone and selling them on what we're offering and the experience and all that. So, uh, just the, the personalities and your people backing you up go a long way. I'm a huge, I like, I'm a huge fan of this for, first of all, um, you know, Ruben Salzman at Structure Tech in Minnesota has a video on his pricing page talks and he immediately just says, we're one of the most expensive in the area. Here's why. And I love competing on value. It's what Spectora does in a sense on the software side. And you know that. And was that a conscious decision by you and Jenny early on to say, you know what, we, we're going to stand behind our value and our ability to connect with people. We don't want to be the cheap, you know, cheap Charlie in the area. What was yeah, that, that decision like? I forget where I came across. Um, it was something I had read. They said, I mean, it was just basically dictating bad business practices. Like don't be the guy coming in low man on the totem pole and charging, uh, I mean, drastic amount less than everybody else. So that's not, that's not good business. It's not good for the industry. Uh, so when, when we got into this, um, I, I played the, the, dumb home shopper and called around and probably like 10, 15 of our local competitors and got their prices and stuff. And I put myself in the smack dab middle of them on purpose. And I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be the low guy. I didn't want to be the high guy. I wanted to be like fair down the middle price. And uh, we've raised our prices a little bit over the five years, but um, it's just, it's uh, our, our area is kind of, kind of behind the times, I guess. We got a lot of home inspectors uh, that haven't changed their prices in probably 15 years that mm. they've been in business. Mm. And it, 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 it holds the whole industry back. And it's, um, I forget, I think we were doing some continuing education down in uh, Frankfort, Kentucky this past year. Uh, and it was a home inspector organization hosting it. But they were, they were saying that home inspectors uh, in the real estate transaction process, where the we get paid the least but carry the most liability out of anybody, and it's like I never thought about it that way, but it is it's kind of scary. And it's, I mean, over the 15 years, I know some of my competitors have been been in business. I mean, I, I guarantee you they haven't hardly raised their prices at all, and it just holds back the whole 
our whole industry really but uh, it kills it, me. It's, it's tough it kills me to see because i don't know any other industry that purposely puts themselves behind inflation purposely doesn't give them you know every other freelancer thinks in this way um you know not that i don't think it's the same but i think any person that is an independent sole proprietor thinks of like, okay, I, if I were at a job, there's a reason why you get a cost of living raise every year to kind of keep up with Mm -hmm. inflation. And then you get like, you should get paid more for your experience. That's like how the world works. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, And I don't know if there, is there a solution for that? Have you ever thought much about this of like, what is that just a perpetual problem because it's fairly unregulated. Anyone can get in the business in half the States and just I mean, I, going back to what we were just talking about, I mean, uh, I mean, I've got new competitors coming coming on the scene every single day, and I and uh, I get feedback from agents on a daily basis and stuff, and they're like, "Oh, uh, Bob Smith Home Inspection, he just came in and offered us a, a inspection, termite, and radon, and he's a hundred dollars less than your base price or something." I'm like. Holy cow! I was like, please, guys, stop doing this. It's not not good for our industry because, like, once you start coming in, being being the lowball guy and charging less than everybody, I mean, you're going to get to a point where you're so busy, you are going to raise your prices, and then you're just going to be right where you should have started to begin with, in my opinion. So, um, I mean, yeah, you will drum up some work being charging less than everybody, but like I said, it's just a matter of time before you're like okay, I've got all these people wanting this price and then you're going to raise your prices and then they're probably just going to go back to working with the other guy they were working that was charging the same price before. Exactly. And I, I, I give these PSAs every once in a while where I'm like, one, it's going to lead to burnout because you're going to be doing so many jobs and not feeling like you're making enough money to make ends meet. So you always take that extra job, maybe that third inspection or whatever. And then two, it's like the Groupon effect where if they came to you for price, they'll leave you for price when you think you need to, mm-hmm. when you think you bump your price, just like you said. And I think it just leads to industry churn because I think if we have, say, a very, say we have a higher percentage of new solo guys that don't really know what they're doing, but they're still in business for a lower price, it just becomes more and more fragmented. Um, and I just don't think that's good for the industry because there's no, like you said, no consistent experience that agents can expect when they go to like a right choice they don't get that with Mm -hmm. a small guy um and then liability like they're you're just opening it up for more of these new guys to make mistakes and then you have unhappy homeowners so right now i mean i i give credit to new guys for doing it every day but i I, i'm not a believer of coming in charging less to get business and stuff i think i like fair business practices and um just fair game for all so and i i think us as a company can do a better job on the content and education front. You know, I think I could put out more content face homeowner facing agent facing to kind of educate. Cause I think at the end of the day, homeowners sometimes think all things are equal when they're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of a common, I guess, saying in our industry, but I mean, we tell people daily, uh, they'll tell us, Oh, so-and-so is charging $75 less or something. And we, we straight up tell them, I mean, you'll get what you pay for. I mean, we have, we have some old timers in the area still doing stuff on like uh, pad of paper with no pictures or anything. And it's like, 
I mean, they're, they're good, reputable guys that know what they're talking about. But, I mean, I tell people, like, times have changed, and we're, we've got the latest, greatest inspection software technology and stuff like that. We offer you same-day on-site reports, usually. Um, I got to equip all our guys with iPads, with uh, cellular service and stuff. So, like, as they're working, the, the inspection's saving on their iPad and um, – people like walk away like amazed by the time we're finished they're like they're like uh how how long should we wait to expect the report and i'm like about five minutes and they're like what (laughs) yeah yeah they're like mind blown and they're like last inspector we worked with we had to wait like three or four days or something and i'm like well that's why that's why you like went with us is because the service and the the technology that we're offering you all so oh so these are, to me, these are all the things that need to be on everyone's website. So say if you, if you have these benefits and these things that people need to know about, it needs to be on your website. And then your admin staff needs to be ready to fire these things off of like, oh, here's why you're going to pay $100 more. Boom, 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 boom. Um, because I think people don't know what the normal is because they only get a home inspection every seven years or five years or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And so it's all about education upfront. So then by the time homeowners maybe get to you, they kind of get it where they're like, Oh yeah, I, I do want a report. That's easy to read. I don't want to have to look at a carbon copy, you know, uh, yellow piece of paper. Right now uh, in the world we live in today, I mean, everything's just boom, boom, boom. Everybody wants things so fast, like quick return on what they're paying you for and stuff. And, uh, I mean, typically around here, like people uh call to get an inspection they usually get like seven seven to ten days typically for the inspection process but like we we've lost jobs before because a guy could get to them the day before we could or something like people just want such a quick turnaround and i think like your all software really benefits us to the point that we can like give them that super quick turnaround and everything yeah, absolutely. I think it's uh, we're catering to the world we live in, and I think it's unfortunate in some ways because I think uh, like agents just want it as fast as possible to kind of get through that part of the transaction. And obviously, you know, there's a case to be made for slowing down and, and paying attention to the details too. But mm-hmm. it's deadline driven, and uh, and that's the game we have to play, right? Yeah, I mean, even going back to the the comment on the iPads that we use your software on, like our, I just got rid of uh, seven perfectly good iPads because they didn't have cellular service on them. So I just bought all brand new iPads that have cell service on them so they can save on site and send them and stuff like that instead of having to wait till they get home that evening or wait till they can go to a coffee shop in between jobs to connect the Wi-Fi or whatever. So uh, just trying to invest and keep, uh, keep on top of technology trends and everything. Yeah. And that's, I get pumped because to me, that's like marketable stuff. That's like, that should go in a newsletter to every agent to say like, Hey, you're the company you're partnering with. We stay ahead of the curve. We got these brand new iPads. They can put in data anywhere, you know, like and tie it all together. And so I get excited because that's all marketing fodder, you know, like that's stuff people need to know about. Right. So what, um, let's, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about, okay, now you're, you're thriving, you're, you're killing it. You've got a great team. What, what are your challenges nowadays? I'm guessing they're very different than in 2016. Um, yeah, challenges today. Um, what keeps you up at night, if if anything, besides your kids? Everything. (laughs) Just trying to, trying to, um, 
things that keep me up, I guess, like, I, I'm sure you've seen us on Instagram and Facebook and stuff, but yep. uh, stuff that drives me crazy, uh, the new guys on the scene seeing the way we do stuff and just replicating it <laughs> to a T. <laughs> <laughs> yep. trying, trying to stay on my toes and um, evolving daily, basically. It's, uh, I mean, I, I see new guys coming on, um, literally verbatim copying my social media posts. They... And I, I've said something to a couple of them in the past and stuff. And they're like, Hey, it's working obviously for you. Like we're going to do the same thing. And it's just like trying to think of how to stay in front of everybody and continue to be like a, a leader in our region. So, um, if that's from doing website revamps, which we've done marketing stuff, uh, to update our technology, to getting new tools for the guys, um, just stuff to set us set us apart from the pack basically uh it's it's just my daily struggle now uh always trying to stay on my toes and do do what could set us ahead i love it it's a great spot yep. to be in but it's it's mental gymnastics sometimes um yep. you know for those of you listening whether you're on one side or the other i think um you know one thing i'm trying to push myself to do because I, I feel like we're very much in the same boat where it's just like, okay, keep innovating. There's ripoffs, there's people copying things. Um, I just try to look outside our industry and see like what other unique kind of interesting companies are maybe doing, whether it's on social mm -hmm. or, or, you know, marketing wise. Um, because our industry is very much a herd mentality. And if the leaders kind of like, you know, like your company and, and a lot of those we've had on the podcast, if you guys are looking outside our industry, I think it could bring some fresh ideas in and if they're copying you it's the highest form of flattery right well yeah that's what that's what people say but that's what keeps me up at night so <laughs> uh, i mean the a word you just said a minute ago is something i would stress to anybody uh trying to whether you're starting brand new or you've been in business for a few years be unique yeah. Um, I mean, whether, whether you see something that somebody else is doing, it's working or whatever, like don't, don't be a sheep in a pack or whatever. Try to stand out and be, be your own thing. I think you'll get, you'll, you'll be more visible and get seen better that way. It's more sustainable, you know? Yeah. At the mm -hmm. end of the day. And I think it takes more work. That's why most people don't do it. And that's why, you know, a lot of people listening won't do it still. Cause it, it takes stepping away from your business, maybe giving yourself a few hours every week to really think about what's unique about you, your experiences, your market, your business, whatever. Um, but like, I imagine you put time, you invest time into some deep thinking, right. Or deep planning or strategy, like something besides mm -hmm. doing home inspections. Right. Right. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, the, the, the key thing I think with inspections is basically what's your, I mean, I talk to people about it all the time, but your unique, like value proposition or your unique selling proposition like what what sets you apart what makes you different why why use your company basically yeah yep and i just wrote an article i think on our blog that said like okay a unique value proposition is not that you do a thorough home inspection it's not that um you're good with customers like that that's too basic like it's got to go deeper right it's got to have a story attached to it or it's got to be that you have a uniform experience, you know, kind of like the stuff you said, where it's like, that goes a layer deeper. I think everyone stops at, or a lot of in inspectors, especially new ones, they stop at the surface level. Cause I think mm -hmm. we should all assume that everyone's going to do a thorough inspection. It doesn't happen, but I think like that can't be your unique proposition. Right. 
Like it's got to be. Something no, I mean that, that's that. Yeah, that that's something everybody's going to try to say is we are the most thorough and stuff. I, I hear that from so many people, and uh, that's not going to set you apart from the pack ever. No, it's like tell me how. Like to, yeah, right. break it down. Break down why and how. Like, do you have amazing tools and gadgets, or do you have something that reads serial numbers that tells me different things about my appliances and the life? Like, what you've got to go, got to go deeper, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when did when did uh, Jenny get involved in the business? Because I think the the husband wife team is an amazing thing. It's something that I think a lot of businesses they thrive because of that partnership and that living the business. Um, I think it's it's pretty prevalent in our industry. You know, the husband wife team. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, tell tell me a little bit about that journey and story together. So she um, she was in the service industry, like I said, cutting hair for probably 11 years. So she's interacting with people on a daily basis and stuff. I knew she had a great customer service background and everything. And once we brought on our first full-time inspector aside of myself, um, that's when I knew it's, it's getting bigger than I can like handle on my own. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, another like huge roll of the dice was Jenny quitting her job of where she had been at for 11 years and uh, just just taking that taking that chance and taking that gamble and uh, it all worked out super well uh, until we started having kids <laughs> 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 then, then we're then we're getting the phone calls where people are trying to price shop and we've got screaming babies in the background and and everything and it got to a point uh i mean she killed it jenny jenny did awesome and really set us uh foot forward and everything but it got to a point with us uh growing our family and stuff we've got two two young kids now uh little hudson will be four in january and olivia just turned one uh back in july but it just got to the point um where the kids were uh becoming more part of our daily routine and stuff and it, it I think it started to hinder the business to the point, like I didn't want people to hear the screaming kids in the background right, and stuff right, like right. that. And uh, people, people really valued, I mean, they not valued it, but they, they never complained about it. They're always just like, like props to you guys for doing this and stuff. And uh, like hats off to you for being able to do this with kids in the background and being a stay at home parent and all that. But uh, I, it got to the point where I, I just thought it was a little overwhelming uh, to people on the phone and stuff. And that's when we, we brought on a full-time um, office or client, we call her a client care coordinator, but mm-hmm. uh, we brought her on full-time and she actually works from home and uh, answers the phones 24 seven for us. So that's so great. And like, yeah, I think it humanizes you, you know, humanizes everyone out there that does have a family life and it's cool to let people in on that and share it a little. And, and like you said, I think it's a fine line of, making sure the client experience doesn't suffer while still showing those human sides that we all have kids and struggles and, um, you know, things that are tough to balance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, part of it, you know, like, uh, my wife and I are going to, you know, start having kids here this next year. And part of it terrifies me. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, I hear of everyone juggling these things. Like it, it but everyone somehow makes it work, you know, like you find yeah. a way, right. Yeah. You, you find, you find a way things work for you and, uh, just stick with it. So, uh, yeah, I guess I should be asking you for advice uh, on how. Yeah. To, on, Kevin, do you have any words of wisdom for me on, of how to how to balance that? Like, what do you do? There, there's there's no book. It, it's just it's different for everybody. I mean, my best friend lives next door to us, and they had kids at the same time and everything. And 
his, his schedule and routines are totally different than ours. And I mean, <laughs> your kid, your kids kind of dictate how, how your schedules work, I think. So uh, yeah. they've each got their own different little personalities and, and everything. So it, it just depends on your kids. I think they kind of dictate how you're going to do stuff. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a good, I appreciate that because there's definitely a lot of people that, that try to give you the, the answer and give you the, uh, the method when it's, yeah, you my... could, you could take advice from, you could take advice from everybody and their brother. And it, 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 it comes down to how that individual child is, I believe. Yeah, exactly. I guess I worry most about sleep, about just getting good yeah. sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we uh yeah we kind of starting off it was, it was funny we would take uh jenny had read something where we take shifts so like she was she was on her shift for this time and i'd pick up like the middle of the night shift and stuff and we we made it work with our work schedules and everything but it, it, it was fun uh fun learning experience with child number one so I like it. I heard that is a good method of like defining shifts. So then it's just like no question who's getting up or who's, who's going to deal mm-hmm. with less, who's going to operate on less sleep, you know, on a right. Thursday. Right. Um, well, cool. What, uh, let's look forward now. Let's look ahead. Like what, what do you see ahead in 2021 for your business? And what are the things you're thinking about kind of as you continue to grow and scale? Like how big do you think about how big this could get? Um, I try not in a way, like I try not to think about it. <laughs> I, I, I'm the type of guy, like I'm not, I'm not going to say we're going to cut it off at like 10 guys or something. I, I'm curious of how, how large I can grow. And I am excited for what's to come in the future. Uh, like I said, the, I just brought on our um, eighth inspector uh, this past week and he started training with us this week. But um it's just, it's interesting just to see how things have gradually grown over the time. Uh, and I, I get a kick out of showing that to people uh, that I trust and everything like on the Spector matri- or metrics. It just it like blows my mind like each year how this, the steps and increments of growth you take and stuff. It's pretty neat to be able to track all that and everything. But um, I have no cutoff point. I'm going to, I tell people all the time, I get asked that all the time, but I'm going to, I'm going to ride the wave and just see where it takes me. So I mean, if it, if it slows down and we got to cut back or something, I mean, so be it. But I mean, if it continues to grow and we're, and people continue to believe in the good, good quality service we offer and I'm able to bring on more help and everything, I mean, so be it. I'm just, I, I, if we get to 30 guys or something, I mean, I'll, I'll just keep doing it until we, I mean, until I retire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. Um, yeah. It, it, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you have taken kind of the calculated steady stair step growth approach as opposed to some who I see are, and I don't think there's a right or wrong way. I think they're taking on more risk by saying, I'm going to blow this out. I'm going to hire four inspectors in a different city. I'm going to ramp up marketing and take bigger leaps for bigger gains. But it's, you know, this real estate boom is, I don't know if it's getting long in the tooth or if this is just the new normal, but it's kind of, it's scary a little bit at this market cycle we're in, you know, like in terms of the economic cycle. Um, I'm more, I'm more conservative on my growth, I guess you could say. Um, I saw, I mean, I had a competitor I I was looking at the other day and he, uh, he had just brought on his other, uh, his first full-time guy, I think like, before his first year and I'm just like how like (laughs) I I I mean I I didn't feel comfortable doing it until like I was pulling my hair out like I cannot 
physically do any more than I'm doing right now. And it's like, I, I think some guys, like I saw another one of my competitors in the area, like he had a post uh, not too long ago about how he's sending three people through home inspection school. And I'm still like all at once. I was just like, how, like, how are you doing that? Like, it, I, I, I'm just more conservative to the point where like, I'm not bringing on anybody until we're busting at the seams where I need the help. Basically. I'm not, I'm not the, I'm not like what you were just talking about. Like, taking the huge gambles and hiring multiple people and hoping it works. I'm, I'm going to hire them when I know it's going to work and I'm bringing them on when like as on a, as needed basis, pretty much. Yeah. I, that speaks to me. Cause that's how Mike and I grew and ran Spectora. And I, I just don't know if this is an industry where you can just kind of, um, you know, load up the chamber like that and just hope for the best. Because I think as an inspector being new or being on the solo, you got to pay yourself well first. So you're not always kind of the starving artist and always kind of feeling like you're struggling. I think that's not, mm-hmm. a, that's not a fun place to operate from. I think we've all done it. Um, and it's not, you don't want to stay in that space where you're hiring someone, but only paying yourself 10 grand a year, you know, and I think you mm-hmm. want to, you want to be able to live well, at least before you hire someone. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I'm a firm believer of like the way I did it. I mean, not that my way is the correct way, but put, put your time and work in and like earn it before you bring on other people and stuff. So yeah. Cause it may, uh, look, it may look good and sound good, but at the end of the day, it's like only, you know, your numbers. And it's like, if you're living off scraps um, and kind of sprinting ahead of where you should be, I think you're setting yourself up for failure, but but yeah. Right. And it's a, it's a struggle growing. I mean, I still, I still get people to this day insisting on Nick Wright doing their home inspection that <laughs> all the other guys I've brought on are, will never, never meet my standards and stuff. And I'm like, I train them personally and I do not turn them loose until they are replicating to a T like what I would do. And uh, it's, just, it's funny just the mindset some agents get in and stuff like that. But uh, I think you got to like really earn your stripes and prove yourself before trying to grow uh, to establish that, that base point. Does that usually turn agents when you give them that line and say like, trust me on this one? Like I wouldn't let them out there if they weren't doing at least, you know, 95% of what I would do. And then do they kind of accept that those agents? Uh, they don't accept it until you show them. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I usually, when, when you get those agents like that, I have to have a personal conversation with them and just say like, Hey, trust me. You've trusted me for the, like this many years, trust me on this guy. And I gotta, I gotta, I gotta show them basically. Yeah. So, uh, it, it's, it's, that's, that's something with growing and stuff that I think everybody would run into is just, um, people's mindsets on not getting the exact experience that that individual had provided them originally. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah. yeah, Like I want to open up the floor to you too. What I want to know what's kind of interesting. Like I know with your own business, you have growth challenges and kind of shifting to more managerial, you know, management of people and kind of, um, allocating resources. What, what do you think is next in terms of maybe, the agent inspector relationship or what are clients asking more for? Like, I'm always curious on the street level, like what kind of how our industry could evolve. Like our, you know, like I know we had a focus group the other day. We talked about um, linking up people with contractors, whether that's the agent side or the inspector Mm -hmm. side and um, you know, big money coming in our industry. Like, how do you feel about all that? If anything, Um. I I see our industry honestly like honestly trending more toward 
I mean, just keeping up with technology and stuff, I've seen uh, a large national franchise uh, promoting like this full 360 uh, experience, like in a report. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I, I don't, to me, that kind of blows my mind. I'm like, how in the heck do you have time to do all that and still make money and everything? But it's <laughs> like, I mean, I see, I see the 360 cameras coming in right now. Let's see a lot of people with the drones and stuff like that. Um, crawl space robots. I mean, I, you name it. I mean, there, people are making it right now and stuff. And I, I think a lot of these ancillary technology things are coming into play big time. And then uh, ancillary services and like, and like bonuses, I guess, for, for clients, whether that's like a, a warranty or, um, or some of these other companies, like you're talking about offering certain things and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, I've kind of been against all that stuff up until recently. And it's, I, I think it's just becoming more and more of a, uh, more of a common thing in our industry. So, uh, I'm leaning toward, an open, more open mindset towards that stuff. I think it's just going to become a common practice that everybody's going to have a warranty or everybody's going to be doing these 360 photos and um, just kind of keeping up with the Joneses on some of that kind of stuff too. But yeah, uh, it, it, it's interesting to see how it's evolved. But I think I think a lot of the old old school mindset, old school ways of doing inspections is just going to be weeded out and. It is, it's evolving to a new thing. Um, I mean, who knows? We might, we might all be spending eight hours at one house doing like 3D <laughs> blueprints of it and stuff. But <laughs> could, be, could be interesting in the years to come. But. You know, as long as you guys are getting paid for your time, I'm all for it, whether it takes two or eight, you know, as long as uh, the money's there and people are willing to pay for it, it's just a matter of what the appetite is for all these extras and value adds and do they really add value? And there's a lot of noise to sift through. You know, I get an email Mm -hmm. probably every week from a new company that I've never heard of that wants to add X, Y, Z to the experience. And boy, it's getting hard to say like, okay, what does this actually do? Like, okay, do customers, Mm -hmm. do customers actually want this or are we creating a need? (laughs) You know, like that's right. I mean, and the reason I've, I've been personally against it, like I, I never wanted to come across to anybody as like the, the gimmicky, I'm going to upsell you on this, upsell you on that. Uh, like here's this program, do this with us. Like, I just want, I've, I've always been consistent with like, Hey, we offer you just a great, fantastic service with like great customer service and everything. Uh, if you, if you're the type that likes the gimmicky stuff and all that, I mean, we're not for you. So, um, but I mean, I think the more you get into all that stuff too, it, it takes away from what we're really there to do. But, um, I don't know. Like I said, I think it's, it is all trending towards some more of the the catchy, uh, like smoke and mirror stuff behind yeah. the scenes as well. Which is it's very tough to reconcile. Like I like the way you just put that. Of like, okay, if you're if you're digging five really shallow holes, it doesn't allow you to kind of go deep on the home inspection and the value that you're given with that, and the customer service and the knowledge and all that. It kind of um, thins it out makes it more, you know, more horizontally spread out of like, Hey, you're getting these eight things. Seven of them are shiny things that you may or may not use. Oh yeah. yeah, right. getting this home inspection. So, well, yeah, it's a, it all depends on what the thing is. Right. 
Um, well, cool. What, uh, yeah. What else is, uh, what else is going on in your mind? What else is interesting to you? What else do you want to talk? We have a couple minutes left. Let's, uh, let's just, let's just bounce on what's, in, what's interesting to you nowadays. Um, so, I mean, like I said, we just launched the radon and air quality company. Uh, that's yeah. a big step for us. We had, so when I first started, I, that was another, another item on my plate that I did by myself. I had, uh, I think I had three or four radon machines that I owned and uh-huh. running around like a chicken with my head cut <laughs> off. And I got to the, I got to the point where I was just like, this is too much. I'm going to start subbing out the radon work and sold my machines and stuff like that. But, uh, we've gotten to the point where, um, in the size, I was just like, why, why are we subbing this out now? I'm going like, we've got the means to do it and, uh, got the, got the, ed, like the, the knowledge to create a company and do it well. I was like, I'm just going to start my own thing again. So we've, uh, we've launched breathe right, right on an air quality services, another Ooh. play on another play on our last name. So you've had such uh, a fortunate last name for this industry. I'll tell you, man, like you, it's just like a layup with these names. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And that, and that's something, I mean, that's something from day one too. Like, I mean, the, your, your company name, I mean, I th- always thought that was, that was huge. Like, people, people love the play on my, on our family name and stuff like that. And there's so many companies I see. Um, I mean, there was a company name I saw like two days ago. It's like within a hundred mile radius, there's probably four of them named the exact same thing. And I think they're all just like different LLC somewhere or something, but (laughs) it's just humorous. You got, you got, you got to set yourself, set yourself apart and be unique and stuff. And, uh, but I mean, I think, People, people all, all the time tell us like we made the right choice and stuff like that. It's just funny, like hearing the the play on words and everything. But, um, but yeah, the radon thing. I mean, we're so excited about it. I, I just hired a, a mitigator. We've got a, a a guy that's doing the testing, and he's also got license. Uh, we call him our environmental specialist, but he's going to do the the mold testing and stuff like that as well. So, uh, it's just another step to growth and. Um, kind of setting like setting that totally as a separate company i uh, didn't want to have it all umbrellaed under one roof uh, i think it's neat to have it have it as two separate identities um so we're looking forward to that and uh with the the new company that we brought on i just hired our first director of business development and uh, she worked for a local uh pest control company that we work with for about 20 years and She's going to be fantastic, but she's going to be out there drumming up business and hitting the streets with me, uh, working for both companies, uh, doing business development. So we're hoping to see a lot of growth this year, bringing on um, the new people and the new company and all that. Oh, that's so amazing. I love yeah. I love hearing the, multi, you know, you bring on the technicians and the doers and then you bring on the business development person. Um, you know, and this gives you more things to create. I think you guys I haven't even checked. You guys probably have made you know, different actions to let people know that you do these things. If they sign up for just a home inspection and say like, Oh, mm-hmm. do you need air quality? Do you need radon? Um, that's just, it's stuff people need. So I never mind upsells on stuff people need anyway. I'm like upsell the hell out of them because they don't know it exists. Yeah. They don't know they yeah. need no, it. <laughs> if, there, if, there, if there's a house, like now that we're doing our own stuff like that, I mean, I'm having my, my guys in the field doing inspections, push it. So, I mean, if we're, we're at a house and they see mold, smell mildew. They're saying like, Hey, here's breathe rights card, give them a call and they'll do an air quality test for you and stuff like that. And 
keeping them totally separate but i mean like we're able to we're able to feed ourselves some work and stuff now and it's pretty interesting so yeah um yeah it's, it's, it's fun so far we're looking to uh hopefully grow leaps and bounds here in 2021 Man, I'm pumped. I love, I'm, thank you so much for kind of sharing the journey and the story. Like I, I kind of see it from like a, an arm's length with a lot of our, um, you know, clients and partners, but like, I just love hearing it. And that's why I love doing the podcast. Like, you know, we don't even, you know, neither of us get anything from this, but it's just fun to talk about. So I'm just like, I couldn't be happier. Um, we've known each other for years, obviously. So I, you're a great guy and great family. So I'm really pumped that you guys are doing well. And, uh, hopefully a lot of people learn from this. I think you gave some great nuggets. So I think this was great. Yeah. Hopefully I helped some people out and, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed doing this with you today. It was fun and love seeing your guys growth as well. So, I mean, uh, I feel like I've kind of grown up with you guys over the past few years. (laughs) Uh, it's just, it's just, it's fun seeing us both grow. So we're growing together and learning and it is fun. Like you said, when we're, when we're all doing it the right way, I think, you know, no pun or pun intended, I guess when we're doing it the right way, Um, (laughs) you know, and just trying to evolve and add more value. Like it just, it gives you the feel goods and uh, you know, that's why I just love our community. So people can probably find you at your website. I'm guessing your right choice.com. I'll link that in the description. Um, Yes. Some inspectors are crazy and give their cell phone numbers or personal emails. Do you just want them to go to the website if people want to kind of network with you and and chat? Yeah, website. Uh, that's fine. We're we're big on social media. If, uh, oh, that's I true. Do encu- I do encourage. I mean, that's that that's a big thing for inspectors to do as well. I mean, put yourself on social media, make yourself visible, and get yourself out there. So, oh, everybody, uh, go follow. Re- yeah, go follow yeah, you. Feel, feel free to reach us, reach out to us anytime. Uh, I love when other inspectors follow us and stuff. I, I I've got uh, I've got several inspectors I talk to nationwide on a weekly basis. We bounce ideas off each other and network and uh, just try to try to build our industry together and stuff. It's, it's a fun thing to do. So check us out on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter as well. So. We didn't even touch on the social media. We should do another episode to talk just social media strategy because you kill it on Instagram. I love it. We need more uh, creativity on there and you're doing it. So everyone, everyone should definitely go follow and, and comment. And engage. Social media 101 for inspectors. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> money. All right, Nick. Well, right. thanks a bunch, man. Um, we'll talk soon. All righty. Thank you. All right, buddy. Take care. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.